Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? We'll be the baby of the year. Hello and welcome to the Turbo Team podcast live from Tim Bren's main floor level. Uh, it's not his basement and it's not upstairs either, so it's kind of weird. But uh, here we are in the dining room. I'm Jake Bren, joined by my co-host Alex Powell. How are you, Alex? Doing pretty well. New new location unlocked. Yeah, location by Playboy Cardi. And we got Ben coming to us straight from the falls of uh, Cedar Falls. <laughs> the Falls of Cedar. <laughs> How are you, the Ben? The Falls of Cedar Falls. Uh, a second location is unlocked, but it's only available for my character. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah well, it's a DLC exclusive. So, who's the main character of the Turbo Team podcast? <laughs> Depends on the episode. Uh, Paul Dano. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Uh, so, this week we watched The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, I, it's not about a bunch of tattoos. That's kind of what I thought going into it. Actually, the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, some guy wanted to get rid of a tattoo, ironically enough. Uh, What'd that tattoo say? <laughs> dragon. <laughs> uh, dragon. <laughs> it said the words dragon, and he wanted a picture of a dragon instead. <laughs> Be more specific next time. <laughs> it's on you. Uh, it only, only works if your name's Cal. Ben, do you want to take us through the synopsis of this film? <laughs> Cal the Dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, uh, Swedish journalist Mikhail is, um, his life is turned upside down when he gets um, convicted for libel and makes a professional fool of himself. Um, in this uh, time of uh, uh, reclusion, reclusion, he uh, decides, he takes an offer from a mysterious um, wealthy man um, who lives out in the country to solve a forty-year-old murder, um, and he goes throughout um, the town trying to discover the murder and teaming up with the girl with the dragon tattoo, who was the person who had investigated him. Um, this guy just said the title. <laughs> the girl with the dragon tattoo. Title drop. Yeah, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans, that's one way to put it. So this film is directed by David Fincher. I think he has the most reviews on the podcast of, of, uh, of his films. We've done Zodiac. Mank. Mank. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And Social Network. Yep. And Social Network. So we, we, we've done four of his things. Next week, Fight um, Club. <laughs> and then seven. Uh, <laughs> did we do Gone Girl? We didn't. We talked no. about it all the time, though. But uh, so, anyways, the, this movie is starring James Bond, Daniel Craig, uh, Rooney Mara, it's Wayne Rooney's. James, it's got James Bond and Daniel Craig. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> talk about a cast. <laughs> the The funniest name in this Shut is up. York Van Wagenhagen. <laughs> he played the the creep guy, the, the guy that is an enemy of the program who uh, did some very very horrible things. Bill Cosby. Um, Worse, probably. Um, Another enemy of the podcast. Yeah. Screw Bill Cosby. Uh, it's also starring Numi Rapace, Stellan Skarsgård, Christopher Plummer, uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, oh, no, that's Goran. Goran Dragic. Point guard of the, of the, the Miami, Miami Heat. Heat. Um, but yeah, this, this movie was uh, good. We can get into it. I, I didn't enjoy it as much of as much as I do other Fincher films, but I thought it was, it was still pretty good. The, the, I thought the beginning kind of dragged a little bit in my own opinion. I, uh, up until which point? Probably until the girl with the dragon tattoo, uh, cross paths with James, cross paths with James Bond. <laughs> I think the movie definitely does like pick up then. Mm-hmm. I guess I could get behind it. Yeah. It, it, like the, I don't think the beginning is like necessarily like like bore you to sleep, but compared to like the second and third act, like there's not yeah. as much there. It's more like it, it entirely is just back like backstory. Yeah, you know, and like we find out who Daniel Craig is, you know, the situation he's in. 
Um, we kind of figure out who Elizabeth is. Not really, but. And I, I think less of it was because it was just backstory. But to me, the backstory just wasn't that interesting to me compared to like that of a, of a Zodiac yeah. where I felt like I cared about yeah. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character way more than I did Daniel Craig's. In the beginning or just in general? Just in general, but especially at the beginning. Uh, but, and, it, and I thought it did a, I don't think it did a great job of laying out like exactly what was, what the crime they were investigating was or what the, what was going on. Uh, Daniel Craig's like lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. He was liable. I, I, yeah, I don't think they even fully, I think he just like wrote some article about a guy and he got, he, I think well, they say he got like bad information that was like wrong and he posted it like it was a fact and then the guy was suing him. Yeah. You know, Full libel. Yeah, defamation or something. Yeah. They never say like what the, what it was, like what he like accused him of or whatever, but um, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, I mean, I, I thought it was, it, it was good, um, yeah. but you, you guys can get into your review more and I'll, I'll pitch in as it goes. So I I really like this movie actually. We when I first watched this, it wasn't we weren't intending to do an episode about it. it just kind of happened. But um, I I really like this movie. Honestly, it's probably my one of my favorite Fincher movies. I think Zodiac. I think Zodiac and um, Social Network are in a tier of their own. But this is easily probably my third favorite. I think it's. I think this is right on the wow, over Gone Girl. Oh, never mind. I forgot about Gone Girl. So this is so, and then Gone Girl is in a. This is on the same level as Seven, I think. Like I like this just as much as I like Seven, which I love Seven. Um, but I, I really like this. I'd watch. I, I'm probably gonna watch this again. You know, next few weeks, just because I liked it that much. I thought Daniel Craig was really good in it. Yeah, he was. Um, I and, and say what you want about Daniel Craig, but nobody in this movie was as good as Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara was incredible in this movie. Um. I think it was because she had to play, uh, she had to play a role so out of her element. Like Daniel, in a way, Daniel Craig was just kind of playing Daniel Craig. Yeah. So it wasn't anything like extremely unique. Rooney Mara was just playing like a character you don't really see in a movie ever. Well, think about Rooney Mara in the Social Network, and now Rooney Mara on this. Like those, like like you wouldn't even know it's the same Mm -hmm. person. Like. So Rooney Mart, like she completely transformed for this role. It was a super, super dark role. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it was a role that had to had to portray trauma, which is something that's never easy to do. Yeah, this is something we kind of talked about in the Promising Young Woman episode with Carrie Mulligan. Like she had to play a role that acted like she'd actually actually been through what uh, what her character had been through, and that's like not an easy role as an actor and actress. So. Um, to be able to do that in a in a way that was convincing is super yeah. impressive. So when we reviewed Sharp Objects, we were talking about how there's only one season of it, and they didn't do a season two because Amy Adams said like that role was like w- so dark for her that she just couldn't like play it again. Like, so that's probably like close to this role, kind of. But like, if Rooney Mara just like didn't act for like a year or two after this, like I, I, I would not think, surprise. I don't you. think anyone would blame her because like. The things she had to like act out in this film, and the places she had to go through for to play this character, like it, it like it, no doubt it, it would take a toll on somebody, especially mm-hmm. like a, like a good actor that really gets in the role. So yeah, like she was incredible in this. I think, and Daniel Craig, Craig was really good in this. I, like I wanted to watch uh, Knives Out after I saw this, just because I kind of wanted more Daniel Craig, um, which sucks because like he's like a genuinely good actor. But if you want to watch like Daniel Craig movies that aren't James Bond, like, it's it's slim pickings, you know, at least for good ones. Like, there's this Knives Out, and I can't, like, I don't even think I can name you a third, so. Uh, Daniel Craig, friend of Tori. Also part of the program. She want to be Craig. Ben, what were some of your initial thoughts? Um, It's definitely a grimy movie. Like, it's very um, dirty and just, like gross like you need to take a shower after watching it i took i took the time to learn your name the least you could do is learn mine okay grimy okay grimy that's all you got from that jay no i i um, agree I, I did not feel I mean, like yes. i did not feel good after watching this movie yeah i don't think anybody did yeah i mean yeah but i mean i think it's like it's just very interesting it's a very expansive story like it really draws you in like, I don't know about you guys, but I was just very invested throughout, like, the entire runtime because 
I don't know. I found it to be very engaging. Um, the investigative portions, although slow, like you said, like really gain some momentum as they move along. Although the ends aren't like completely tied up or everything isn't exactly correlated as yeah. um, you'd expect. Like there's no one central killer or anything like that, but it still is very interesting and almost realistic in a sense as in the, just the lineage of, um, abusers and, uh, just way that the entire story unfolds in a very realistic, unsaturated way. It's kind of a combo of both seven and, um, gone girl in a way. If you think about it, like they're very, there's similarities between Deep. all three movies. Say Veep. Deep. Oh. <laughs> um, like, so I want to, <laughs> I want to build off of one of the points that Ben just made. And I think it, it pinned down why I did like this movie it's because it was realistic. So yeah. I, I love Gone Girl, but Gone Girl's just not realistic. It that that's something yeah. like Gone Girl's more of kind of just a metaphor, I would say, of like unhealthy relationships. Like that's something yeah. that probably very, very, very rarely happens. Mm. What was sad about this movie is this is something that's happening hundreds of times today in the world, hundreds of times today in our country, mm-hmm. where um it, it just to pick out one specific example, uh, a dad abuses and sexually abuses a daughter. Yeah. And what is a teenage daughter supposed to do there? Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that yeah. you can do. And I think that was just really tough for me to watch and really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that was honestly one of the most realistic, uh, elements to a movie that I think Fincher's ever made uh, as it, far as bringing a feeling out because you you know that hopefully it's not really happening in Indian all art yeah. in central Iowa, but you know, it's happening somewhere yeah. and it, it's just sad and it, really, really not fun to see at all. And, and as Ben said, makes you, <laughs> makes you feel like you need a shower after watching or yeah. like it, you need to go like on a walk or something. Did you guys feel the movie was predictable? I don't think so, but that's just because I'm not very smart. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, at wow. first. At first, I I'll thought, be the one to lie and I, say. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. No, that was a bit. Uh, Bingo. <laughs> at first, I thought Rooney Mara's character was like the missing daughter because she kind of looked like the young girl. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Is Rooney Mara it?" But then they're like, "No, she went lost in like '68," and I was like, "Okay, well, Rooney Mara's like twenty something." Yeah, so there's 24. no, there's no way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the twist of like the dad and like the son being like these like serial killers. Like that was I so I think the twist of them being serial killers but they didn't kill like their sister was like a really really good twist. But the one at the end where it's like oh the daughter was just like pretending to be like her older sister this entire time. I was like, "Oh, okay. Um whatever, I guess." That that didn't really like they didn't really have like they built it up that like where where is she where is she where is she and they're like oh my god like did her brother kill her or her dad and then they're like nope just kidding she um, lives in England now yeah under a different name so it's like okay like glad I watched this two and a half hour movie just for this very you know predictable not predictable but just kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for um, anticlimactic anticlimactic ending um, what well, yeah. <laughs> Man, what I mean, I'd it's still to, pretty. <laughs> what I'd give to be in England. I mean, right now. go ahead, Ben. It's coming home. <laughs> they were to Sweden. What? Yeah, but the, she moved to London. She so, moved to London. Okay, you want to be in North London right now? Just see what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I thought that it was. I mean, it obviously wasn't a huge, gigantic, um, climax. Like it wasn't as lengthy of a climax as, like, say, Seven was. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the tension when um, Mikhail is caught by uh, a Skarsgård's character. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, just invites him back in, and they're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's extremely tense. Like, that was the same sort of vein that, like, I don't know, Zodiac had done, where it's just a simple conversation and, like, the insinuation of going in a basement or not. Yeah. And one of them was a murder, and one of them wasn't. But I'm saying that, like, even though it may not have been as impactful or drawn out as those two aforementioned Fincher films, I feel that it's still like 
got his job done pretty well because you were definitely seeped in once he had him in that giant shoulder harness thing. Mm-hmm. It was and, uh, they use it to kill cattle, I think. Oh gosh, I think that's what they. It looks like, like it was meant for people. Well, he was using it for people. They don't. Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. They don't make machines. To yeah, kill yeah, I people. know. No, yeah, you uh, you hoist cattle up with it and you like cut their throat and cut them open that way. Oh, okay. Go for yeah. a burger right More now. you know. Hungry. <laughs> that don't sound too bad. Do you got anything else to say? But yeah, I mean, I was just saying that like, I, I like the like more realistic uh, nature of it just because I felt that it went along pretty solidly. Like I'm not, I don't need a huge uh, giant blue beam in the sky, Marvel ending. And I'm not saying that that's what you were asking for, but I thought that it was just a very interesting story. Um, very impactful climax or not. That Thor early because of that realism. A friend of the program, Brock Elbert, is going to come there and punch you in the face right now. Um, Yo, is that Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> oh, oh, he's coming through the sky. <laughs> oh no, the Loki oh, show. Oh no, every person that's ever been in the background of a Marvel movie is coming through this portal. <laughs> oh no, the super. Oh no, are the are the bad guys still going to win? <laughs> God, I hate Marvel. All right, um, yeah, I. The ending was okay. I think, honestly, the best part about this is the investigative jur- journalism side of it. Um, the whole, like, them finding out kind of what happened. Uh, you know, Craig's whole idea of, like, investigating these other murders a little bit further to see if maybe they tie in. Like, I think the whole unwinding of, like, finding out that the brother and the dad were the ones killing these people, I think that was... Um, like, it was up there with, like, Spotlight, I think, as far as, like, unwinding the mystery and coming to this kind of shocking conclusion. Not that, you know, the priests were touching the kids at the end of Spotlight. Not that anyone was surprised by that. But yeah. um, I guess at the time they were, but watching the movie. Anyway, um, like, it, it was really good. And, like, Ben, you referenced Zodiac. Like, it was a lot like Zodiac, where Jake Gyllenhaal was running around, talking to all these people, reading all these books and all these things to, like, figure out, kind of match up timelines, see where people were at. You know, see kind of all these things and, you know, end up with the conclusion and take some of this creepy basement. So, yeah, glad. Uh, I, the way I would compare it to Zodiac is it just makes you feel just like a little dizzy, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, that's a good way to put it. Like you are, every time you start to maybe understand what's going on, it throws in another picture that is like, oh, how does that fit in? Or in Zodiac, like it, it throws in another character that's like, actually, I don't know how that would like how I don't know how this person would be the murderer with this person in the story now. Like You're talking about Zodiac, yeah. yeah. And then and then in this scenario, it's like, oh, maybe that person's the killer, but that photo shows otherwise that oh, he was somewhere else the day the murder happened, whatever. So uh, yeah, I think I think it did that a good job of not just like making you totally confused, but just a little dizzy, which keeps you yeah. on edge. It keeps you engaged in the story. Uh, Bill enough for you, I think the part of the reason is that it's like Zodiac's a true story. So like when we get these people that haven't been in, like we're, you know, two and a half hours in the movie, we were introduced to this new character that kind of plays a big role. It's like, well, this person has always kind of been around, but like they, they didn't need to be putting the story up to this point compared to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo where it's like based off a book. With books, you can write whoever in, whoever out. Like yeah. every character is going to have a role. Like if you bring someone in late, it's not going to be that big of a role. Like they're not going to be that important for the most part, so... Yeah, I know. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. So, uh, I think this movie was incredibly disturbing. Like it's that. It's hard to watch. It. It was it's really hard to watch, especially in the just the like middle, the the, the whole scene, every scene. The uh, the scenes with the broker. Yeah. The uh, like the banker or whatever the guy that's holding Rooney Mara's. Um, so Rooney Mara is like taking care of this like old guy. Yeah. She like befriends this old guy, and he has a, a massive stroke, and she becomes his like l- like care. T- like I think he like gave all of his will to her, mm-hmm. um, and and all his money all his money is being kept by this um, like banker broker type thing. I don't I don't really know financial advisor. I don't really know what his like job was, but he he like doesn't like he he's not. Um, he doesn't like trust Rooney Mara, so he doesn't want to like give her give her this money. So he's like, "All right, we'll do like weekly allowances. So if you need like money for groceries or you know gas, or if you're like going like back home to see, or if you're going somewhere to see somebody, like we'll we'll loan you out money, like as you need it, as opposed to giving it all to you, so that we don't burn through it." Um, and he which just, is 
smart and fine, but the guy's just a piece of garbage. Yeah, but the guy ends up leveraging this to, uh, like, force Remar to do all these sexual acts on him, and then he ends up, um, I guess, trigger warning, but he ends up raping her in a very graphic way. Yeah. Um, it's very... I, 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 I've suggested, like, this movie to a couple people. I was like, I just want to let you know, like, there, there's a very graphic rape scene in it um, that's very hard to watch. So if you like... I don't know if I've seen a worse one in a movie. Uh, recommend different movies then. Yeah, uh, they're the only one I can not to compare rape scenes, but the only one that I can think of is um, Once Upon a Time in New, York. New York. Once Upon a Time in New York. It's like a almost a four hour movie with Robert De Niro. There's like two pretty graphic rape scenes in that one too. Oh, to Cape watch. Cape Fear has one too, but I've seen Cape Fear. But to me, like obviously it's all graphic and disturbing. But most movies will be like, all right, this is going on camera kind of turns away they hide it a bit yeah, yeah. this was not that at all like they this is like all right like, this is here's what's going on it. and we're going to show it and i mean it it's it's one of the it, most realistic depictions i've seen it, it which is hard weird to say but it gives i mean it it gives you the feeling that it wants to it gives you the feeling of being disturbed it gives you the feeling of being disgusted um but it, it, it's obviously not a pleasant feeling and as gross and hard as is it, as it is to watch i think you can take a positive away from it where as a third party viewing it, you see how disgusting it is mm -hmm. and how gross it is and how you wouldn't wish this on anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I think as hard as it is to watch, it does kind of bring a positivity about this where, you know, as a third party watching it, you're like, I would never do this to anybody. You know, this is disgusting. I would never want to cause this much emotional and physical harm to anybody because mm -hmm. it just, it, it's gross and it's disgusting and, um, it's it's hard to believe people still do it, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Um, I Anyways. think I think we talked about it. I think I don't think we had to, but I think maybe we might have. So, um, I think we can move on now. Ben, do you have any other thoughts since you keep texting us and sending us tweets? Oh uh, yeah, just because I'm Facetime you doesn't mean I can't be on my phone still. Gotcha, jerk. But I thought it was interesting how uh, Mikhail specifically just wants Wenstrom more than anyone else. Like, even through, like, this entire um, plot line where he's discovering uh, gruesome murders and following, like, a family of murderers, pretty much, um, he's, like, <laughs> all he still wants at the end is, like, Wenstrom. Mm -hmm. Like, he's really pissed off that he can't have him or that he had false information and he almost, or whatever. He, he almost dies. Like, he literally almost dies. And all I can think about is this guy that's suing him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, which I don't I don't know, know, odd, which could be something something to say about his character, how like kind of self. Which you can kind of build off that a bit about maybe calling his character, you know, kind of selfish because you know, like you said, yeah, he's, you can. He's he's digging into this family's like very very dark, like the darkest part of this family's history, um, and he ends up uncovering like this family's like has these 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 two men that have raped like sexually assaulted their, you know, the daughter and the sister. Well, it's one girl, but it's the guy, one guy's sister, it's one guy's daughter. Um, they, they killed all of these women. Um, and then, you know, this really dark past and all you can think about is this guy. And then another way, another thing you can add to this is at the very, like he builds this very great relationship with Remar where like it, it seems like it's a very healthy relationship. They seem to really like each other. They seem to be very romantically interested in each other, and you know they're very comfortable around each other. And then at the very end, she 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 embezzles all this money from the guy that's suing um, Daniel Craig. She embezzles, mm -hmm. she she's a hacker and she steals. She like finds all these. She hacks all his bank accounts, steals all his money. So she has all this money now that this guy had in all these offshore bank accounts, and. Um, she uses it to buy him like this really, really nice leather jacket. Um, and then the very last scene in the movie, she's going to present it to him as he gets off work and he, uh, he's leaving with this other woman that he was, um, basically dating earlier in the film. And, uh, like you really see this, uh, like that's like those two parts, you really see this really selfishness about him where he's kind of just in it for himself, you know, which sucks cause he's a good character. Like there's a lot of moments when you feel for the guy, you're on his side, but like, he's kind of, shitty to other people um i remember i i am pretty sure there's a few scenes where he wasn't really like that great to his daughter either um so he's like i think he's a i think he's a pretty selfish guy it's one of those it's one of those movies where uh, there's a lot of really really bad people and then there's a lot of just like yeah. decent to bad people yeah and the decent to bad people <laughs> stand out and they're it's like true. oh that guy's 
That guy's the hero. Which you build off, which you you build off your previous point where um how realistic it, how realistic it is. Yeah. And how like like dude sometimes that's just how it like, is. Some like sometimes just there's gonna be all these people you meet and they're just like not great. Not they're like they're very selfish. Um they have things that okay, thanks, man. They have things that kind of redeem them sometimes, but at the end of the day, like like life, you know, like the, there's going to be a lot of people in your life that just aren't good people, you know. And I think yeah. that's very realistic about this. Like you said, is like, like, I mean, not every, you know, not every story about like uncovering a murder or uncovering a mystery is going to be this like hero detective, yeah, that saves the day. Sometimes it's just going to be a detective who does his job, but he's also kind of at the end of the day a scumbag or doing it for himself. And, yeah. Do, like, the the person with the most like morals is Rooney Mars character. Oh, easily, yeah. Like she's the one throughout the movie that's shown not to be selfish and is willing to help others and build these relationships and has these. Maybe um, Heinrich. Which one's that? Oh, is that the, the old, guy who hired him? The, the guy that hired him. Yeah, he but, just wasn't in it a lot. Yeah, he yeah. But his character, he was in it a lot in the beginning, and then like as the investigation started, they kind of weaned his character out. But um. Yeah, so like Rooney Mars character is like the morally the best one throughout, um, at least consistently, and so uh, it's very realistic, like you said. Yeah, so I think I think that's honestly that's just Fincher being Fincher, though. That's just him, absolutely. Just <laughs> that's just Fincher Finchin. Yeah, that's just Fincher Finchin. That's just him being the best director alive, baby. Quote me on it. Take Whoa. that, take that, Francis Ford Coppola preview of what we Who won our bracket that we did that one time. It was Fincher, Fincher, yeah, yeah. Fincher, Gosling. Okay. There we go. Uh, what was the other one we did? Movies? I think it was like 24-9 or La La Land or something. It was probably La La Land. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any Anything else you guys have? Jake, well, how'd you feel at the end seeing uh, Elizabeth all disappointed? Go ahead. Relatable. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Brother's uh, going through it. No, not too bad, actually. Uh, um, yeah, I just... I felt relieved that the movie was over. I think, I think just because it's a, per, it's a perfect runtime. I think because there was, there was always just the on edge feeling of like, oh, something really disgusting might be about to happen. Yeah, and I enjoyed when the credits rolled. That, that was <laughs> so that that was over. Oh, you and, just take a sigh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thought someone was gonna kill her just in the alley or something. You're yeah. just sweating the entire movie. <laughs> the way so the way that I would say it, the, like the way that I would compare it, like this movie wasn't like either like freezing cold or like really hot. It was just humid. Like actually, I know exactly what you're saying, and like yeah, kind of yeah. like it. It it's wasn't gross. like it's gross. You feel bad. Yeah, like, it was gross. It feels bad. It's uncomfortable. So you can't wait for it to be over. Uh, but also like it, yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, you know? you're like on a super humid day. You're like, like a humid day when it's like <laughs> seventy, is like the worst day ever. But you're like, at least it's not a hundred degrees out. Uh, that's how I would compare this movie. You, you meet David Fincher, you're like Mr. Fincher. I I've loved, been, I, I loved, guess I've been hanging out with Ed Wilson too much. Mr. Fincher, I loved your movie, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It, most, it was like humid. It's the most humid film I've ever seen. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Did you say humid or uh, did you say humid or humid? Human, hu- humid. Yep, yep. Like uh, you know, like, like it's hot, sticky. But it's like yeah, it's like it's sticky. It's like, uh, like okay. a like a like a day after it rains <laughs> and the the precipitation in the air is like seventy two percent. Like that, that's how he I just say sees you're that you're like he just sees that you're sweating so much. <laughs> and he's like oh, everything's humid for this guy. You shake his hand, your hands just like so wet. It's <laughs> like who is this? Instead of a Rotten Tomato score, it's a humidity score. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fincher, Jake Brent, host of the Turbo Team podcast. I gave you, I gave your movie, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, an eighty percent for humidity. <laughs> humidity. That'd be no, that'd be amazing. Like a movie review channel or website, but he ranks each movie based off of how much they sweat during it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was so nervous the entire time. <laughs> I watched Speed, and I <laughs> number one, number one, whiplash. <laughs> Well, number one, number two, speed. Uh, number three, drive. <laughs> so let's drive. All right, guys, welcome back to <laughs> podcast. Um, just this just week had to shower. <laughs> this week we reviewed Speed Racer. Uh, I only changed my shirt twice. <laughs> this is the perspiration podcast. Right, on, a, on a scale of one to one to ten shirt changes, how many times do you change your shirt this 
viewing. Uh, okay, perspiration. <laughs> how many times did you? How many, how many swipes of the speed stick did you need to get hello, through this? Uh, hello and welcome back to the precipitation podcast. <laughs> no, it's no, not a weather podcast. Perspiration. Perspiration. Thank you, perspiration. So we watched uh, we watched Zodiac this week. Um, oh boy, was that a doozy! <laughs> just say I couldn't go in my own basement for as weeks. Guys, as you guys can tell, I'm doing this podcast shirtless as I ran out of clean shirts. <laughs> The doctor has prescribed me to not wear a shirt at all anymore. My prescribed, de- I ran out of my prescription deodorant last week, so this week was a doozy. A doctor prescribing you to not wear a shirt. What's that podcast do when you watch something I'm like crying. I think you should leave? <laughs> Ironically enough, I didn't sweat once. That's so funny. A guy, a guy that... Makes movies based on how many how much, how much she sweats. It's his whole personality. <laughs> like, bro, bro, my buddy from high school is coming to visit this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. He comes. He's like, my oh. buddy from high school. He's like, hey, this is my buddy from high school. We call him Sweaty Eric. <laughs> Sounds like a Rick and Morty character. Uh, why? Heroin Keith and Sweaty Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a buddy from a Tumwa at Simpson. I'm pretty sure that's his friend group back Sweat, home. Sweaty, sweaty Eric. Keith. <laughs> sweaty Eric. Heroin Eric. Heroin Eric and Sweaty Keith. Sweaty Keith. <laughs> All right, so what uh, else about this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. That's, that's, one of the, that's one of the funniest bits we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, old man? Sweaty. Perspirated. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys. So we watched La La Land this week. Um, only made it through two shirts, but um, three boxes of clean. Boy, those last 10 minutes, I was <laughs> drunk. I, I cried a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> but I did not sweat at all, so I'm giving it a zero inches. <laughs> what? The weatherman. <laughs> he doesn't give them stars. He gives them centimeters of sweat. Dude, imagine Garrett Aiello watching this movie. I've oh never seen God. a man sweat like Garrett. Hey guys, so the AC in my apartment went out uh, yesterday. So <laughs> my my rating might be a little off. <laughs> so this might be an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Watched Thor Dark World, but uh, my AC was broken. <laughs> so, <laughs> it may seem more stressful than Gone Girl, but I promise it wasn't. Watched The Bug's Life this week. Um, <laughs> I promise it's not that intense, but uh, I sweat. <laughs> Let's just say um, this is my fourth shirt this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did, you, what did you guys not like about this movie? I already touched on mine, just how disturbing and humid it was. Yeah. Uh, um, I touched on kind of how I didn't really think the ending uh, was worth the buildup. Um, also, I think their Swedish accents were terrible. Um, well, 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 Robin Wright and uh, James Bond, as you call them, like don't have accents at all. Well, yeah, like uh, Daniel Craig's accent like goes in and out between this like Swedish English accent. Which they're kind of similar. Do you think? Do Do you think this has ever happened? Where so let's say that Daniel Craig was the perfect guy for this role. Well, Mm -hmm. whether it was or wasn't, but Fincher's like, I want Daniel Craig, and then they start filming and realize this guy cannot do a Swedish accent. Like, do you think they just like just go American, bro? Or they would just? I think they would just rewrite the the uh, the script. Yeah. Say, oh, he's an Englishman working in Sweden. Yep. Let's go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like that's stuff. Like, um, and in Glorious Bastards, uh, Christoph Waltz was play was like American, and he just couldn't do a British accent. So they're like, "Oh, he's an American that works for the Nazis." <laughs> oh, okay. Him and the him and that kid from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> the kid that was in the last blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> I forget his name. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and a uh, freaking BJ Novak. <laughs> All right, what else did we like uh, about this I movie? I, I touch on my Ben. Do you have any negatives? Um, <laughs> BJ Novak in that movie. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> It's a big part too because she's the one that's kidnapped with Brad Pitt at the end. <laughs> it's like what? Oh, all right, Ben. Sometimes it kind of goes in circles with just like Lizbeth and um, Mikhail like discovering the exact same information separately. Yeah, which I mean, I is supposed to like showcase their integ- their intelligence and where they are at the investigation and how they reach those same points at the same time in the plot but i feel that it kind of circles back a lot which is also just adding on to what you're saying about how investigating is kind of lowly at points jake mm-hmm. but i mean everything's just so cool. like, everything is everything yeah but no uh they said that or like they like made the point about how everything was like ritualistic with all the former nazis and their murders Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of devolves into, oh, one of the sons is just a murderous psychopath now. Yeah. But it has it's separated from um, national fascism or, um, yeah. yeah He's, like, just doing it on his own. So, like, when we thought about, like, like why was uh, why was he sending all those flowers then to Heinrich and stuff like that? He was just doing that to mess with his uncle. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, other, like, leads or, like, a uh, culty like in like old um, supernatural points that they kind of just left up in the air and they're just like well all those people died now now it's just one weird guy doing it we didn't touch on that how like <laughs> two of the members of this family were n- literal Nazis <laughs> it's kind of and they kind of just like seemed like random over. yeah yeah it was like I didn't know there was Nazis in Sweden seemed like it <laughs> seemed like a plot point that was probably pretty big but they like the the original cut of this movie was like maybe three hours, three hours and ten minutes. What's a book too? So they can go more into it in the books. And then they they're like, this part's just not that important, and they cut quite a bit of it out, but not all of it. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like. It just felt very underdeveloped and like yeah. just a like a C plot or maybe mm-hmm. even like a D plot to the real yeah to the real film. I don't know if you guys looked into it after you watched the movie. Did you see that there's like a prequel and a sequel to this movie? And they're like they're both awful, like they're terrible movies. And this one's like they're not made by Fincher, are they? They're not. So none of the actors. So in all three movies, both like um, Rooney Mara's character and Daniel Craig's character are played by different people in every movie. Sounds terrible. And I think the sequel is wor- is like the worst one out of three of them. I think the prequel is like just like the the most you can be without being an actual like a bad movie. And then this one's obviously really good. And then the the sequel I heard is like just awful. Um, but well, yeah. next next two weeks on the Turbo Team podcast, the girl with the dragon tattoo prequel, and it's, uh, the girl with the spider web, and the girl that I don't know bought a leather jet, bought the bought rode a motorcycle. I don't know. Um, because my mom watched both of them, and my mom doesn't like isn't as snooty about movies as I am. And even she said they're both really bad. Oh boy! So yeah, the girl on the train is one right. Yeah, yeah. My mom liked yesterday, and she said that these movies were bad. So, tough day to be a prequel yeah. or sequel. To this <laughs> love you, mom, but yesterday sucks. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else? You guys want to get into ratings? Yeah. So I'll I'll rate this as uh, I changed my shirt three times. <laughs> also known as a seven point nine. <laughs> change my shirt. And that's the Um. I'll give it. I don't think it's a nine. I'll, I'll give it like an eight point nine, like pretty close. I because I really like this movie, but like I think it probably just says how good Fincher is that he has. There's so many more movies that I do like by him um, more. But I, I like th- that's no slight to the girl with the dragon tattoo. This is a really good movie. Eight point nine. Ben, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna run with a solid eight. I really appreciate it and was engaged throughout the entire runtime. But not necessarily something I want to come back to, partially be due to the matter, but partially because it's a mid-take Fincher movie. There's four others in the man's name that I'd rather check out. So, before we move on, I want to ask, I think Alex already touched on this a little bit, 
But in your like Fincher rankings, what movies in front of this and what movies behind this? So for me, I'll go first. I think for me in front of it is seven and behind it is Fight Club. Uh, so I think that puts it at fifth for me. So yeah, so it goes Gone Girl, Social Network, <coughs> Zodiac, Seven, uh, Social Network, this, yeah. and then Fight Club, Bank. Social Network, seven, uh, Social Network, Zodiac, Gone Girl. Probably yeah, probably seven, probably five. Yeah, okay, I would agree. Then or four, whatever it is, and then Fight Club behind. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of close. I mean, all of these are close. But I'd say that it's below it's below seven and above Fight Club, like you said, Jake. Yeah, yeah, we're all in agreement. Yeah, so we all agree this is the exact same. I, I, think highly, I think more highly of Mank than you do, though. But that's a difference. I did not like Mank. Mank is probably my least favorite Fincher film. So. My favorite Fincher film actually is Alien 3. <laughs> Alien 3 is actually yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Alien 3, yeah. So, uh, have you guys seen Ben? Uh, while we're on topic, have you seen Benjamin Button? I haven't. I've heard it's really depressing, though. Really? I watched the first 15 minutes and was grossed out by the old man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like baby Voldemort from that music made him lose control, man. <laughs> Is that your letterbox review? <laughs> Grossed out by yeah, the old man. Yeah. Rating at A. Got grossed out by the old man. Baby turned it off. <laughs> this was also when I was like 12, too. So <laughs> Why would you watch this movie when you were 12? Uh, what if... Uh, I got grossed out by the old man, baby. What I if you watched... What if what if you double cross Fincher and watch Benjamin Bu- Button backwards? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to understand it, bro. <laughs> Might try this out. <laughs> Your own cut of Memento, but it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get into what we watched in the month of June. This is Memento. Yeah, June was like one of the fastest months of my entire life. I I remember. It's my dad, my bad, my dad's birthday is July second, which would be tomorrow for us. This episode comes out July second. Um, I think I don't know when Jake's gonna put it out, but I remember thinking I was like, "Oh, I got time to get him a gift." My mom was like, "You know, his birthday is like in two days, right?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna order him a gift and it's gonna arrive late." But I'm dead if you're listening. I definitely got you a gift. <laughs> so yeah, like okay. June went by insanely fast. So both of my parents' birthdays are in June, mm-hmm. and like it felt. I think it's like 16 days, 15 days apart. Mm-hmm. It felt like a day or two passed between it, birthdays. Because May felt, May felt really long to me personally. Yeah, it did. I thought May felt really long and June flew by. I hope yeah. July lasts short or goes long. Um, but anyways, time. for as short of a month June is, it's very reflective of what I watched. So I watched Big Daddy <laughs> uh, while Big Daddy. It held against my will. <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> Forced me to watch Big Daddy and then let me go. I, I was in a hotel with my family and we were watching the game seven of the NBA finals and then it ended and then it was on TNT and then Big Daddy, what was on what was on next? And uh, apparently my stepbrothers Gabe and Noah loves that movie, so they kept it on. And I uh, I scrolled through Twitter and, and heard a couple lines. Um, so I watched that. I also watched uh I watched uh, new Rick and Morty episodes, and the, then oh, as an anti Rick and Morty guy, the first episode was pretty. Funny. The second one was pretty good too. Not yeah. as good as the first, but the f- the first one was really funny. The bit where he keeps going back in time, it's like fifteen minutes for him, but for these like civilization, it's like a hundred years. Yeah, he just beats this guy up and then goes back. It was like it was it's one of the funniest like bits I've seen in like an animated series like that. I did not like how it ended, though. How, like, they kidnapped him or whatever. Yeah. I didn't like that. But anyway, so, every morning, episode one was pretty good. So, yeah, I watched the first two episodes of that. I watched the first episode and a half of Loki. Uh, the first episode... He betrayed the podcast. <laughs> the first episode wasn't bad. And then, uh, like, ten minutes into, like, the... To the second episode, they were, like, having some fight scene in, like, the 1500s. Sucks. And it was... <laughs> 
and it was to a song from Shrek. Oh my god! And I'm like, yeah, this isn't really for me. And then I got really tired, <laughs> and then just went to bed. Uh, we'll see if I revisit it, um, because I I genuinely liked the first episode. Like it was really? like it wasn't very Marvel. Um, I heard that was the same thing for WandaVision too. Though. So so that's my thing. Wanda, I watched all of WandaVision. And I liked the first half of the season because it was nothing like any other Marvel show. Yeah. And then it ended with a CGI battle of them throwing lasers at each other. I'm like, this is just stupid. So if Lo- I'm going to probably revisit Loki. And if it gets to the point of just like stupid Marvel humor and CGI battles, I'm just going to turn it off. If you think of like, like, uh, like Logan, the, the Wolverine mm-hmm. movie. Like, I think the reason so many people like that was, well, number one, it was rated R, so they could really do anything they yeah. wanted. And number two, like, it didn't feel like a superhero movie. And as as big as the demographic is for people that do love, like, superhero movies, like, you're going to reach way more people the less superhero you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like like you said with WandaVision, like, it, it was good at first because it, it didn't feel like one, but... You know they're always they're always gonna bring back that superior part of it. And I think that's where they lose a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm not gonna watch Loki. I'm not gonna watch WandaVision. I'm not gonna watch. I'm I'm not Completely gonna watch. Oh, I am absolutely stoked for Black Widow. <laughs> I'll watch for I'll watch a Florence Pugh movie. You, you don't need to twist my arm about that, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm burnt out on Marvel. I'm not gonna watch Marvel for this man watched time. Black Widow 396 times. <laughs> This guy saw Captain Marvel 140 that's gonna, times. That's going to be me. The funniest about that is that's real. And Brie Larson posted on our Instagram story and Gosh. just publicly shamed this guy for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> this guy watched Room 125 times. I just I just want to know how he explained it or proved it. <laughs> yeah. Like, did he have he just a had book the- full of the ticket stubs that he showed to Brie? <laughs> believe him as soon as he said it and she got the vibe that yeah that seems about right <laughs> this guy's um we got to marvel 140 times and then i watched uh the usual suspects uh, a couple episodes of the simpsons uh even an, a south park episode Ooh. um yeah switched up a little bit and then i watched the first 15 minutes of 2001 a space odyssey oh what'd you think uh it was it was pretty good but I got home at like eleven thirty one night. My dad was watching it. Like, uh, I think I'm gonna go to bed. That's that might be number one on my like. I need to watch a list. I because I think I'd love it. So I need. I need. Get, it's on HBO. So I'll, I'll get around to it sometime. Um, Ben, do you want to go? I got lost. Yeah. Unless did you watch a lot? Because if you watched a lot, I'll go. I did. Okay, I'll watch. <clears throat> or I'll go. So I I started out this movie hot. I was watching everything and then by the time the month ended i was this guy's watching everything someone stop him i was playing 2k four hours a day and working all the time so um watching uh come town clips so um so uh, i watched this month i watched uh dog day afternoon john cazelli and al pacino um really it's one of the five awards john cazelli uh or one of the five movies he was he he did before he died um, I think it won Best Picture, but it was at least nominated. So, um, it was pretty good, pretty anticlimactic. It's based off a true story. Actually, the ending was pretty good. Um, how it ended, it's it's based off a true story. Um, the twist in it when you find out like why they're robbing this bank is actually like interesting because especially because it took place in like '68. So, um, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but pretty good movie. It's on HBO. Recommend checking it out. Next, I watched. Some of my favorite movies of all time, The Godfather One and Two. Um, I think it's probably the greatest one-two movie ever. Um, probably considered a franchise. Um, I watched the only two Godfather movies. Wish they made a third. Man, sad that's never gonna happen. So, um, Godfather One's so iconic. Brando's awesome in it. Pacino's fan. Just Al Pacino. I I, 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 don't, I didn't realize how good he was in The Godfather One until I watched it again. He's just incredible in it. Um, it's one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, Godfather 2 is just as incredible. You get a little more of other characters in it. Um, I wish they'd... Spoiler it, I guess, with Godfather. I wish they didn't kill off Sonny because I loved Sonny's character. Um, I would have loved to see him in the second one, but whatever. French Ford Coppola killed it. Great, one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, then I watched The Deer Hunter. Have you heard of that? It's mm-hmm. John Cazelli, 
um, Christopher Walken and Robert De Niro, John Savage, and they're all like these friends in this. They're all steel workers in this Pennsylvania town, and uh, De Niro. Oh, it's Meryl Streep's in it too. And then De Niro, uh, Walken, and Savage enlist in the Vietnam War, and so it's about them going back like to Vietnam, and they like they live like they're taking prisoners of war and. Um, it takes such a toll on him mentally, and like John Savage loses his legs and stuff like that. It's a long hour. It's a long movie. It's about three hours, but um, it it's interesting. It's actually kind of well hated among a lot of people because it's considered racist by a lot. Um, it it doesn't really depict the Vietnamese in the in the best light. Um, it's a very very I guess not whitewashed is the word, but there's a lot of racist tones in it. I think very controversial film. One of the, actually the most controversial films ever, I think. Um, but uh, oops, my bad. The uh, the I think IMDb called it like the twenty third best movie of all time. Pretty good, um, long movie. It it's not on anything. Actually, it's on uh, it's on Peacock. So if um, the twenty same place where you can watch your Tottenham Hotspur and The Office. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, it. If you got Peacock, check out the Deer Hunter. Um, I watched Inside again. Uh, we did a whole episode on it. Actually, did pretty good according to what Jake told me today. So, watch Inside by Bo Burnham. It's incredible. Uh, I watched Four Year Old Virgin twice, back to back days. Long story. I watched it once the full time with my dad, and then it was on again the next day. And we were recording the podcast at like eleven thirty at night, and I like ran out of stuff to do. So I was like, I'll just play on my phone while this plays in the background. And then Ben made fun of me for a whole episode about it. But um, Four Year Old Virgin's funny. Obviously, watching it two days in a row isn't worth it but it's a good movie um and then i watched shutter island which um not a fan you're not a fan no it's a very okay movie i i so uh, i'll I'll admit what i watched with this kind of funny short story so i could have sworn i'd seen shutter island like a long time ago i i I remember watching it with my mom and i ended up not watching shutter island i ended up watching a different movie called sacred heart asylum (laughs) But which and I got I got it confused because both movies are about and are time pieces about insane asylums that both have Ben Kingsley as the head physician and they both have a twist at the end. So um, literally, and I was I was hanging out with Ben and I was like talking about this. I looked it up. These movies are like they're like four years apart. So Ben Kingsley like definitely was like knew like knew he played this role before. So I don't know why he took it, um, but um, Shutter Island's better than Sacred Heart Asylum. But Shutter Island was very very okay. Guess who? Leo's good in it though. Guess who? Uh, guess whose favorite movie Shutter Island is? Nate Magic. No, that's King. That's a lot. You won't guess it in a million years. Uh, Myers Leonard. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. Ben, any guess? <laughs> Kind of looks like uh, you in a way. What's the guy Whoa. from Dazed and Confused? Adam Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> Not Adam Goldberg, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Ty Reeves. Oh, really? Because I remember I was talking to Kyle about this movie. And Kyle... Because Kyle and Ty hung out in Iowa quite yeah. a bit their freshman year. Go Hawks. Yeah. And Kyle's like, yeah, Ty told every single person... Like, every single person Ty met, he showed him this movie. And it was like, if you can guess the ending to this movie, like, you're, you'll be cool or something. I don't know. Hey, the whole thing's fake. Whoa. I just remember Kyle telling me yeah. that. Um, and Kyle Kyle made, like, a big deal. Like, And I was the only one all year who predicted the ending of it before I saw it. <laughs> like, all right, Kyle, that's cool. <laughs> Sick flex. But, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Tyree's favorite movie. Tyree's friend of the program. If you're listening, hope you're doing well. Yeah. Hey, Ty. What's up? Um, That's a weird movie. We know there's a 0% chance he's listening right now. That's a weird movie to be like a film bro about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like Tarantino guys are fine. Like, that's understandable. Like, Pulp Fiction's a good movie. I can see why, like, all these film bros like it. But Shutter Island, like, that's the movie. Of all the Scorsese movies. (laughs) That's the movie you, like, you force people to watch. Like, dude, Goodfellas has been on Netflix for months. (laughs) Like, what? Um, all right, Ben, what'd you watch? Ben's getting sleepy, so Ben can go. Ben sleepy. It's uh, 1030. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, this month I finished the last two seasons of Bojack Horseman. What'd you think? Um, good. A lot better than the first two seasons. I would agree. I really did not like the first season at all. Almost. 
which is odd considering how much I love the latter ones. But yeah, what'd I really think, enjoyed it. What'd you think of Free Churro? Uh, it wasn't you. You hyped it up too much. I didn't hype it up. That's no. You, you just Goldberg. you don't <laughs> you don't feel, bro. That's one of the best TV episodes ever. Anyway, go on. I disagree. Uh, I watched the Sunshine. Eternal um, Sunshine. Star- uh, just no, just sunshine. Mm. Um, it's sunshine. like stars Chris Evans and um, hey, hit the uh, Killian Murphy. He said Chris Evans. I like it's just I like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> All right, I watched Boogie Nights and <laughs> that's a good movie. I like Boogie Nights. I, no, dude, I, didn't, <laughs> I did not like Boogie Nights. You didn't like Boogie Nights? <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of dumb the whole time. Like I didn't really like care about like the characters all that much. I thought it was just kind of like dull. It's just a fun and, movie. Like, it was, I wouldn't say it's fun, man. I liked I like <laughs> I liked Boogie Nights. Um I liked it because um Mark Wahlberg was like the most <laughs> Mark Wahlberg I've ever seen him in any movie. It was awesome. Cuz <laughs> one of the characters was like I'm not going to film you in this state. He was like state, what kind of state? Like the state of California? What are you talking about? And he's like constantly doing kung fu. Yeah, my overpriced restaurant. (laughs) Like that's how I picture Wahlberg is in real life. John C. Riley's like weirdly in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you did you see who directed more Hoffman? (laughs) Yeah, did you see who directed that? Yeah, I know. Thomas uh, Anderson, same guy that did uh, "Will uh, There Will Be Blood." Yep. Same, uh, same Go tone. for a milkshake right now. <laughs> so, uh, I, I also straw, watched here it is. <laughs> Shut up. We get the joke. Oh, I drink uh, your I w- milkshake. <laughs> I drink up. it up. I drink it up. I <laughs> uh, watched uh, Igby Goes Down, which is like this like smaller <laughs> film from 2005 starring Kieran Culkin. You want a Kieran, basically, you want a Kieran Culkin kick, Kieran. bro? Yeah, dude. Kieran kicks. Yeah, I like Kieran, Kieran kicks. He plays the same character. No, but like, it's like, it's hey, not Kieran was character just here. That, that right, he go. plays in Succession and Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> and it's like that same that exact character, but seventeen years old and uh, running around New York. Um, so that's cool. He's one of those guys that plays the same character, but it doesn't really get old. You know? Oh yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, the next movie that that comes out today. Oh yeah, it came out today. Uh, uh, the one on eight. Next week on the Turbo Team Podcast, No Sun Move, starring uh, Kung Fu Kenny, Don Cheadle. Today's John, Don Cheadle Word of the Day, Turbo Team Podcast. <laughs> Today's Don Cheadle Word of the Day, uh, Misery. <laughs> All right, I also watched V for Vendetta. <laughs> um, Shout out Mr. Blasby. Yeah. Shout out Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> She's like 14 of them. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and then also I watched The Matrix too. It's kind of on a Wachowski kick for some reason, but I don't know. I really wanted to watch that, and you know, the classic for a reason. I don't, I don't know why you don't like. It. I've never seen it. Next week, it's cool, man. I I don't think I'm gonna watch. It, like nothing about The Matrix interests me. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it. You've just- probably seen all like the big parts like online or whatever, but like the world that they big that they build in that first. One interesting man i don't know if it's on like the usa channel when i'm bored one day i'll watch it i guess <laughs> no it's more of a spike channel the edited version uh, of commercials every 20 minutes and they bleep out first <laughs> words uh i watched the nice guys alex was here and fell asleep 20 minutes into it <laughs> i was i i feel i feel asleep like right away <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean what else is there to say about this uh, movie. We'll never review it, but if you listen to the show, then you'll get our general understanding of it. Hey, there's the there's the Turbo Team podcast and stuff here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hannibal as a B. But I also watched the raid too because it was sick. Classic. And uh, I, I only have DVDs up here at the house, and there's no internet, so I just watch what on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty relatable to last week's episode of the podcast. So I went to I went to visit Ben last weekend, and he, um, he was like, yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi. And it's like, all right, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, do you want to watch The Raid? And I was like, no, I don't want to watch a movie with subtitles. So we played GTA for three hours instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, but it was worse because I accidentally bought the dubbed version. <laughs> so terribly voice-acted English. <laughs> And it's kind of funny, but yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> and so. then 
Right. Off by watching Synecdoche, New York again. <laughs> it's like always, man. Shout out Philip Seymour Hoffman. R.I.P. I just killed the club. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. I just killed. You should make that a button. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, Ben, what else you got? Or is that it? That was it, man. All right. Well, that's an hour, literally. Right yep. at. Yep, we just hit an hour. All right. Um, Jake hit all the buttons at once. <laughs> Friend of the program. Film nerd. Please join us in welcoming the newest survivor of the Turbo Team podcast. Oh, yeah. Turn it up. All right, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. As always, we will be back next week with some more movie reviews. Oh, next and week's going to be a good episode. Yeah, next next week next will be a good episode. Next week's going to be a real good episode. But yeah, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, as always... Uh, turbo on. Yeah. <laughs> turbo up. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.